It's a greeting card filled with glitter. You're welcome. <laughs> Howdy, you're listening to Come and Take It, a talk show about Texas by Texans, where three friends born and raised in the Lone Star State share views on the history, culture, and just what it means to be Texan. I'm Mike Zolkowski. Sean McIver. And I'm Scott Elfstrom. Hey, hey, hey. If you're subscribed to our show and all caught up, New Year's Eve is just a day away. But today we thought we'd reflect on some great Texas New Year's questions. But first, what's your favorite Texas New Year's Eve tradition? Well, um, our biggest tradition when I was a kid was just eating a big bowl of queso while we watched movies and the the countdown on TV uh, while my parents were out partying at the Chaparral Club. And then we'd step out on the front porch after midnight or at midnight and listen to the refineries and petrochemical plants all blow off their steam whistles um, when the clock clock struck midnight. Uh, We did that many, many years. And... uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Well, I'm going to throw one out here. I I think it's awesome, by the way, to to grow up down there in uh, on the Chemical Coast and getting to experience that as a child. Should have no long term effects. Long term <laughs> effects. Um, I, you know, I you know it's a weird hang up and it's it's stupid and superstitious, but and I think they taste terrible. But I do like having that one fatty scoop. Of black-eyed peas, just got to get them in sometime before midnight on on the first. And I, I, it doesn't matter where I go or what we do, I always seem to feel a need to open and go buy one, spend ninety-eight cents on a stupid can of black-eyed peas, of which I'm going to have one scoop, and everybody else is going to say gross. <laughs> See, know. it's interesting because uh, that was always the New Year's Day meal, so we'd have pork roast cabbage and black eyed peas on yep. new year's day that's just, what we did also with my grandmother you just boil it down to a spoon i mean i guess a new year's eve thing would just be i i wish you know they they did uh there was better texan things we didn't have to watch the people in new york <laughs> yeah. you know yeah hey we're going down sixth street in austin man we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna celebrate it right i was saying they should drop a, like a big uh cowboy boot instead of a big crystal sphere. Yeah. There you a, go. A, a couple of years ago they used they did the you know the thing down in the Victory Plaza in downtown Dallas. Yeah. With, on Channel 8 with and they had one year they had uh Tripping Daisy perform. Uh and that was like 2 years ago. But then last year last or like 3 years ago, the last 2 years they haven't done it. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Now now for us it's recording the countdown, going to bed at 10 and watching it with the kids in the morning uh because I'm old. Your your children don't insist on staying up past midnight. My children are not allowed to stay up <laughs> to midnight at all. They're five. They're six and nine. So no, mm, you'll get there. You'll get there. Um, yeah. Well, it's a tradition for some people to make New Year's resolution, but instead this year, we thought let's look back on 2019 in Texas history and culture and answer a few reflective questions. Now, of course, this is only our opinion. And we'd love to hear yours. So find us on Twitter at Texas Podcast or just email the show at brainstable.com. So first up, what was something great this past year in Texas history and culture? All right, I'll throw one out first here. I'll answer my own question first. <clears throat> I'll throw one out here. Uh, the University of North Texas has a thing called the Portal of History. 
and they've uh, just gotten a big they've managed to raise several million dollars which also then kicked in some grant funding and they're going to do a big expansion so that's a nice Texas history thing and in culture well Matthew McConaughey is now the I'm making air quotes minister of culture for the University of Texas and uh, my wife, you know, she's a professor in the UT system, so I think maybe I could send something to his office through the inner office mail. Although that <laughs> might not be that professional, but I could just, you know, say, uh, yeah. hey. Hey. All right, all right, hey, all right. Uh, he, <laughs> he probably never gets it's that. It's a greeting card filled with glitter. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you could tell him how much you liked Bernie. Love that movie, man. Great. I mean, what movie has he made that I, I haven't really loved? <laughs> well, for me, I'm going to go with a, with a couple of things. Uh, for the state as a whole, uh, passage of Proposition Five, which Ooh. gives more, yeah, gives gives more appropriate allocation of tax dollars to our Texas state parks and historical sites. So that's a tre- tremendous uh, benefit to Texas in the long run. Uh, personally, I got to finally go to the. Bullock Museum uh, in Austin, down the street, uh, right next to UT, down the street from the Capitol, uh, and this this year, and I thought it was fantastic. It was a lot of fun. And although I did not get to see LaSalle's ship, uh, it is still being worked on. Uh, I hope to go soon in the future so I can see it. Cool. Um, I don't know. Um, I turned 45 this year. That's that's pretty great, right? Um. <laughs> But no, I mean, I think it's also cool that uh, our alma mater, the University of Texas at Dallas, had its 50th anniversary this year. Um, pretty neat. We're uh, the little the little school that could. And that is now a big school. Yes, but still compared to other schools, it is a little school. That's true. But uh, the better they do, the more valuable my degree becomes. <laughs> exactly. Well, I am gonna I'm gonna pop one more in that I just Sean reminded me of it. We took the kids this year and we went to the Capitol. And if you go to the basement level of the Capitol, they have all these posters on the wall that show previous um, the represent the uh, the representatives and the senators from the from the state senate there. And there's a guy who is Sean Spitten Image. He's rocking some big chops, and he's the very 70s. It was the 70s, but it was like, wow, that looks a lot like Sean. So I found a picture of Sean in the Capitol that's not Sean. That was an unexpected joy. That's the definition of unexpected joy. I was joyful that I found that weird picture in the basement. I might put it on Instagram. Yeah, I, uh, I did not was not a state representative in the 1970s. I'm sorry. That's too bad. I never have had a powder blue uh, Nero suit. Oh, man. You weren't in the movie Used Cars? You, you, you would have done a great job as a toddler in the legislature, Sean. Yeah. Sansa belt. A Sansa belt suit. Yeah, so uh, what was the most unexpected joy in Texas this past year? Other than finding the doppelganger of our co-host yeah. in the basement of the Capitol. 
Uh, yes, yeah, so let me tell you a great thing that happened this year. Texas passed a law, and it prohibits neighborhoods and cities from preventing minors from selling non-alcoholic drinks without a permit. This controversy arose after a city in Texas shut down two kids who'd opened a lemonade stand to save up for a Father's Day present. So, hey, if your kids want to open a lemonade stand, they can now legally do it without having to get some kind of food and beverage permit from the city. I think there that's nice. Interesting. I think that's yeah. nice. Or a snow cone stand. You know what? Any kind of non-alcoholic drink. Yeah, when I was a kid. Also, buyer beware. Yeah. <laughs> when I was a kid, uh, my friend Jason and I, uh, actually not Jason, it's Jesse. Uh, when I was a kid, my friend Jesse and I, uh, this was, I was probably in third grade. Uh, we, uh, he had a snow cone stand and I helped him one summer with a snow cone stand. So we would have gone to jail. If, you know, the town we lived in had police, which they didn't. Fortunately, you were just selling snow cones to coyotes. Yeah, practically. <laughs> uh, so me, for me, it's going to be the announcement that the Battleship Texas is going to be restored and it will be moved to a more accessible location for future generations of Texans to enjoy. Now, I do appreciate that the Battleship Texas has been with the San Jacinto Monument for the past, you know, since the after world war ii uh however having gone there this spring or actually now we're however having gone there last fall um to the san jacinto monument we didn't actually get to go to the battleship texas because of the rain uh it is really difficult to get out there to the the san jacinto battlefield and i would prefer the battleship to be in a place where it can be restored and accessible and you know the, the bottom line is is where the battleship was moored and the way it was done in the Eastern Ship Channel has deteriorated its hull over the past decades. So uh, hopefully they can move it to somewhere like Kima or Galveston or uh, somewhere like that where uh, it's much more easily accessible and gets the attention that it needs. Yep. Um, I just want to say something. I mean, I guess it's not all that unexpected, but it wasn't until I was looking at it just a little while ago. We've done... 300 plus episodes of this show and um, every single one of those is um, a little nugget of Texas cultural or history that a lot of times I didn't know anything about until we talked about it so um, it's a lot of joy in that and I hope that our listeners have uh, felt a lot of that same joy six years man flies right by kids are getting bigger Pick three words to describe Texas this past year. What uh, three words, and they don't have to be unique to this year, I guess, but uh, what three words would describe Texas this past year? Oh, well, I think of my old friend Derek, and I say, uh, C-Far Ogle. <laughs> that, that joke goes out to about two people. No, if I think of Texas in 2019, uh, I think I would have to say, bless your heart. Just bless your heart, Texas. <laughs> you can take it how you mean it. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with the perennial favorites of just hot, hot, cold. Oh, yes. I'm applauding that one. That's great. That's great. That's been Texas this year. How is Texas? Hot, hot, cold. <laughs> <laughs> and then hot again. Yeah. And then cold some more. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, okay, so mine are Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. No, not. <laughs> um, actually, no. I'm going to go with El Paso Strong. Uh, oh, that's a good because, one. Because our uh, El Paso is a vital and important part of Texas, and unfortunately, tragedies have struck in El Paso and as well as in Midland and Odessa area and many other places in Texas. So, uh, we stand uh, with our fellow Texans anytime tragedy strikes. Oh, I like that. Well, let's perk it up here, but what was the best Texas movies that you watched this year? Well, I'll, I'll start, and I'll say that um, one of the best and most interesting Texas-related movies I watched this year was um, True Stories, uh, which we watched um, earlier this year. Uh, we talked about it way back in episode 289, Um it was an interesting movie to me that I, I hadn't seen it until we watched it uh, for the show. Um, but I thought it really did a great job of capturing a particular snapshot of uh, Texas specifically, but also just, um, you know, our kind of our country in that time period, kind of this time capsule of um, the zeitgeist. So that was that was really enlightening and enjoyable for me. There's a lot of yeah. sweet mall footage from the eighties. Right. And it and it came from the mind of a Scots Canadian who grew up in Maryland. So Well yeah, I well, would, I mean, Texas is universal. Yeah. Well Well, I would say, you know, I, I enjoyed watching true stories because I like John Goodman. And then of course the Righteous Gemstones came out this year, which unfortunately is not set in Texas. If it was, <laughs> we'd definitely be talking about it. Um, you know, I think I might throw out there, uh, that it is not Davy Crockett in the Wild Frontier. Uh, no, no, but, uh, I did love, 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 love watching the Netflix original, The Highwaymen. And we did an episode on that. And that was really fun. Uh, is a lot of old guys looking at maps confused. <laughs> well, it's a great film about a, a cool story of Texas history. The real, the real capture of, uh. Bonnie and Clyde, but it's all told from the, from the. Uh, these, uh, I would take captures. Rangers. I was going right to say word. that's quite the euphemism. <laughs> yeah, they captured it, didn't you? I, I didn't see the down. end. I fell asleep and didn't see <laughs> they, the end. But they, you know, <laughs> they in the captured end, they captured them with bullets. They ca- no, no. In the end, they, they everything turned out fine. I, I turned it off and didn't watch the last three minutes. But I'm sure it all worked out great for them. They turned themselves in, right? And then how history ends. It was a good movie. I enjoyed that one. Uh, Mine was not a movie we that came out this year, but we did watch it this year, uh, and that was the movie All the Way. Uh, I thought that was a fantastic performance by Brian Cranston about LBJ, uh, and it was just brilliant, brilliant performance from him. Or I'd go, or I'd go with Davy Crockett. No, no, not not not, not Davy Crockett. <laughs> and I would not put uh, no. Davy Crockett high on my list of. No. Um, best Texas movies. No, I um, interesting. I, I will not. I will concede that it was interesting through the lens of history, um, both cultural and uh, actual history. But uh, I'm, I'm not going to put it on a best list. Fascinating historical phenomena, but yeah, uh, not good history. But all the way was a very, very, very good movie. Go out of your way to watch that one. Get HBO Go. Or HBO Max next year. Full disclosure, I work for AT&T. <laughs> okay, well, so the next one, um, let's go with what's the biggest thing that you learned this year? 
never go bungee jumping in Mexico. They just don't have the regulations. <laughs> What's that from? It's from the cable guy. <laughs> I don't think you learned that this year. Okay. Best thing I learned about this past year. Um, you know, there's a lot of life lessons I've had, but I will t- just talk about what we're doing here and on the show. I'll say podcasting is still hard in 2019. I mean, it's nice that you can buy a box of podcasting crap down at the Guitar Center or on Amazon, and there are services that help to make this stuff easy. But honestly, to generate content, to have a conversation, and, and to do it on a weekly cadence with people you still care about, is it's very hard. But it is still very fun doing it with my friends. So that's a good thing that I'm, I'm still learning. Well, um, I was actually surprised to learn that people in our state government actually listen to our show. Shout <laughs> so, out to the, yeah. to the GLO. Yeah. yeah. And we've gotten actually a couple of others from different, uh, different folks in different parts of the, of the state, of state government, uh, not just uh, yeah. our friend James. And, you know, hearing from people that listen to our show, yeah, hearing from people that listen to our show, whether uh, they're in government or not, is one of the things that keeps us making it. So if you have some thoughts on our show, um, what we got right, what we got wrong, what you liked, what you didn't like, um, let us know because it, it makes it more worthwhile for all of us when we make it a conversation. We read, the reviews, we read us, your emails. That's for sure, for sure. Keep them coming. Yeah, it's, it still Rather blows my mind. Just, I would say rather than us just talking into a can. Yeah, it blows my mind that people besides ourselves and our family actually listen to the show. Actually, I don't listen to this show. I, I was here when we recorded it. Don't tell it, people so I don't, that. I don't have to listen to it. Don't tell people it, that. I download it. I download it. So, but <sighs> but it, may, it amazes me that people out there are actually listening to our show. Yeah. You actually have a, you know, usually you have a point of view beyond just I can't eat peaches and I hate Dr. Pepper. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you actually have an insightful commentary on Texas history. Yeah. Well, one of the biggest things that I've learned this past year, and it's, you know, I'm not getting any younger, and I'm just learning (laughs) that I'm very tired, and I can't do all of the things that I want to do. So um, still continuing to do this, but um, I'm going to have to start uh, culling culling the neglected hobbies, I think. We'll see. (laughs) Uh, well, let's wrap it up with this. Is there a song or lyric from a Texas artist that best describes 2019 for you? Uh, I'll go first. I've got uh, a lot of it saying uh, a Guy Clark song uh, called Step Inside This House. And one of the lyrics is, I'll show you all the things I own, my treasures, you might say. Couldn't be worth more than ten dollars, but they brighten up my day. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I can't. Uh, it's hard to beat that. But uh, I'll use another Lyle Lovett lyric. Um, well, one that he wrote, and and he sings, "If I had a boat, I'd go out on the ocean." Um, it sounds nice. Just get on a boat, get away from it all for a while. And if I had a pony. I'd ride him on that boat. Yeah, sure. <laughs> not gonna, not gonna leave without my pony. <laughs> Me up on my pony on that boat. Well, I, you know, I'm changed. I'm calling audible here. I had some notes down here, but I'm gonna change it. And I'm just gonna say, uh, 
I'm not going to give Lyle Lovett, but I will give one of his good chums, Robert Alkina, will say the road goes on forever and the party never ends, my friends. Yep. Doesn't get much more Texan than that. You know, we could do a podcast just on that song. We I mean, talk about let's be other. honest, is, is that <laughs> it's the greatest country song three possibly. Three dudes exploring their insights on any topic could be a podcast these days. But we're glad that you're here for Texas history because we do love this state and we love all of you. And we thank you so much for making this an amazing and special 2019. Again, downloading, listening, sharing with friends, sending us notes, uh, sending us tweets, you know, the reviews, all of the stuff. Uh, you are the people who make it worthwhile. We're doing this for you, and we thank you. So we hope you have a wonderful New Year's Eve. We hope 2020 is a special and amazing year for all of us. That wraps things up for today. You can find notes and links from today's show at brainstable.com. We'd love to hear from you, so like and share us on Facebook, follow the show on Twitter at Texas Podcast, or go to brainstable.com and leave us some feedback. You can find our show and many other great history podcasts at historypodcasters.com. And why not follow us individually, too? I'm on Twitter at Mr. Java. I'm Max Sean with two N's. And I'm Scotticus. If you like the show, well, tell your friends and leave a review on iTunes. That really helps us out to find listeners just like you. And if you'd like to support the show financially, please visit patreon.com slash texaspodcast, where you, too, can become a come-and-take-it Texas Ranger. We hope you join us next time, and remember that even if you aren't from Texas, Texas wants you anyway.